This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. As promised, we're going to do something on this week's show that's, well, a little edgy. We're going to talk about a very strange topic. There's just no other way to put it. This involves the death 50 years ago last month of a New Orleans cancer researcher. We'll be speaking with author Edward Haslam about this topic in our second and probably third segments today. And all this is one of the stranger items we've ever covered. I think you will find it worth your while, so stick around for that. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's jump right into On This Date in History. First, on August 7th in 1789, the U.S. Congress established the War Department. It was known as that until World War II, after which it renamed itself the Department of Defense. Although, since Pearl Harbor, I don't think we've ever been directly attacked, at least by an organized military force. Here at Radio Parallax, we call for renaming it by its proper name, the War Department, because that is largely what it does, make war. Just that these days, they never seem to be declared. It was on August 7th in 1794 when irate farmers in Pennsylvania rose up against the new federal tax on liquor and stills in what was called the Whiskey Rebellion. The farmers torched tax collectors' homes as well as tarred and feathered revenue officers. President George Washington called 12,900 federal troops from surrounding states to forcefully usher the farmers back to their homes. And speaking of war, on August 7th in 1942, the U.S. 1st Marine Division began Operation Watchtower, which was the first U.S. Pacific offensive of World War II. They landed on Guadalcanal, one of the Solomon Islands. And what's surely a red-letter day for high school boys everywhere, it was on August 7th in 1947 that the balsa wood raft, the Contiki, ran aground in the Tuamotu Archipelago 101 days and 4,300 miles after leaving Peru. Led by Thor Heyerdahl, the six-man expedition attempted to prove his somewhat crackpot theory that, that pre-Incan Indians could have colonized the Polynesian islands. And, well, he proved they could have, but most of the Polynesians uh, came from Asia. And although it wasn't uh, an anniversary exactly of today, it was 40 years ago tomorrow on August 8th. During an evening televised address, the President Richard M. Nixon became the first president in U.S. history to resign. With impeachment proceedings underway against him for his involvement in the Watergate affair, at least the cover-up, no one's ever established that he ordered the burglary, Nixon was bowing to pressure from the public and Congress to leave the White House. Sworn in the next day is the 38th president, Gerald R. Ford. Our quote of the day comes from Gene Kerr, who once said, Some people have such a talent for making the best of a bad situation that they go around creating bad situations so they can make the best of them. Our quote of the day comes from Groucho Marx, who said, I intend to live forever or die trying. And our quip slash joke of the day comes from the immortal Oscar Wilde, who once said, Frank Harris is invited to all the great houses in England. Once. Our anecdote of the day is what Evelyn Waugh had to say about Randolph Churchill entering the hospital and evidently having a part of his lung removed, even though it was not malignant. Said Waugh, a typical triumph of modern science is to find the only part of Randolph that was not malignant and remove it. 
our stats of the day, and we have a few of them. Start off with the fact that in 1975, the average American vacation lasted more than a week. That's according to the U.S. Travel Association. By 1985, it had shrunk to 5.4 days. By 2010, 3.8 days. What was that commercial you saw, Mr. McMillan? The Cadillac Man commercial? Yeah. Some guy comes out and says, some people could take a vacation, but I work so I can afford a Cadillac. Something like that. Something like that. It was much more awful than that, though. <laughs> How could... Okay. Folks, if you got a choice between vacation time and a Cadillac, think about vacation time, will you? Stat number two of the day is that while the world's attention has been focused on the brutality of the Israeli invasion of Gaza, which is, in our opinion, over the top, nearby Syria last week endured one of its bloodiest weeks in the three-year-long civil war. At least 1,700, at least 1,700 people were reported to have been killed in fighting among the Syrian regime, ISIS, and other rebel groups. And thirdly, because of the Great Recession, which is what they're calling this never seeming to end recession that started in 2008, the net worth of the typical American actually dropped 36% from $87,000 in 2003 to $56,000 in 2013. That's according to a study by the Russell Sage Foundation. But it was noted that the average net worth of the U.S. household in the 95th percentile actually grew 14%, up to $1.36 million. And our fourth stat, and these are all kind of bummers, I think, is that the dead zone off of Louisiana, where the Mississippi River enters the Gulf of Mexico, is settled into about its five-year average in size. On August 1st, it was measured as covering 5,050 square miles, about the size of Connecticut. The dead zone forms when nitrogen and other nutrients like phosphate are carried in fresh water from the Mississippi to enter the Gulf and feed plankton at the surface. The plankton then die and fall to the seabed where their decomposition uses up oxygen, a condition called hypoxia. Actually, I'm not positive the AP's got it right on that. It could just be that the oxygen becomes the rate-limiting step for the growth of the plankton instead of things like nitrogen and phosphate. Bummer of a story. But our good news item, which we will attach to that, is that in Ohio, regulators are at least addressing this issue by trying to educate people about how to use fertilizer. Of course, this took a drinking water crisis in one of Ohio's largest cities to draw attention to the matter. It seems that uh, an algal bloom caused by runoff from Ohio farms led to a two-day do-not-drink advisory in Toledo, Ohio, because I guess there was so much algae and, and some of its metabolic products in the water. It's been noted that uh, not just in Ohio, but in farm states across the Midwest, there's been a lot of criticism from environmental groups who have not seen a lot of progress, and they're fighting in court to force the EPA to set limits on nutrient levels for lakes, streams, and rivers, to which we'd say it sounds like it's about time. All right, let's jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to the Week magazine, it was a good week last week for Acts of God after a Tennessee man was charged with burglary after a tornado ripped open his home and scattered a host of items he'd stolen from neighbors. 
including an air hose, a weed trimmer, and a ratchet for everyone to see. Yeah, I can hear his excuse. Yeah, that tornado must have blown them things right into my barn. On the other hand, it was a bad week last week for political correctness with the news that Gary Oldman has apologized for an interview in which he claimed that disgraced actor Mel Gibson was, quote, a victim of political correctness in a town that's run by Jews. Speaking in Playboy, the British actor denounced Hollywood for ostracizing Gibson after he launched into an anti-Semitic rant during a drunken driving arrest in 2006. Following complaints by Jewish groups, Oldman said he was deeply remorseful for the comments. Once I saw it in print, he said, I could see that it was offensive, insensitive, pernicious, and ill-informed, and possibly harmful to my career. No, he didn't say the last one, but we, we suspect he was thinking it. And it was an ugly week last week for childhood heroes with the news that the New York Police Department has had to crack down on costumed characters who've been aggressively hassling tourists for tips in Times Square. Yes, apparently New York's finest had to arrest Captain America, Jesse the Cowgirl from Toy Story, and at least two Spider-Men. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. All right, a couple of items from the only in the world of national security. We have this. Former NSA contractor Edward Snowden said in an interview a couple weeks back that the oversight of surveillance programs was so weak that members of the U.S. military working at the spy agency sometimes shared sexually explicit photos which they had intercepted. Snowden also said the British government often pioneered the most invasive surveillance programs because its intelligence services operate with fewer restrictions designed to protect individual privacy than its counterpart in the United States and other allies. Said Snowden, in the course of their daily work, they stumble across something that's completely unrelated to their work. For example, an intimate nude photo of someone in a sexually compromising situation. But they're extremely attractive. So what do they do? They turn around in their chair and they show a co-worker. Snowden said that type of sharing was seen as the fringe benefits of surveillance positions. He said that this was never reported. Asked for comment, an NSA spokeswoman said the agency had zero tolerance for willful violations of authority or professional standards and would respond to any credible allegations of misconduct. Here's a tip. Don't hold your breath waiting for that one. And item number two, private investigators have begun using drones to spy on adulterous spouses. Also, parents caught up in custody disputes. Also, people suspected of filing false disability claims. Said a Long Island private investigator, the drones are a game changer. This kind of thing make anybody nervous? All right, the, the minute we got left, I, I could try and talk more about what happened in Port Chicago 70 years ago, but we're going to have to save that one. Instead, let's address something we never seem to get around to talking about in this program. Fashion. 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 We noted the passing last month of the agent who created the supermodel, Eileen Ford. Noted her obituaries as co-founder of Ford Models, one of the most prestigious modeling agencies in the industry. She was responsible for plucking Jean Shrimpton, Christy Turlington, Christy Brinkley, and Naomi Campbell out of obscurity and transforming them into supermodels. Ford looked for beauties with certain attributes, including wide-set eyes and a long neck. But 
A sense of confidence and charisma were most important. There's a cockiness to them, she said. I see girls that I know, I absolutely know, will be star models within just a matter of weeks, and they always are. So there you have it. Some, a powerful person gave us the supermodel. Ford rather notoriously controlled the lives of the models that um, she made famous. Herobitz noted that she remained obsessed with fashion till the end of her life. She said in 1997, I really care whether skirts are long or short. All right, I guess we can go 12 more years without ever mentioning fashion again. What do you think, Mr. McMillan? But in closing the segment, uh, noting the fact that Eileen Ford and people like her were able to turn obscure human beings into famous celebrities, we think we may have finally explained the phenomenon of Cameron Diaz. She's not cute, she's not funny, and she can't act her way out of a paper bag. We suspect that whoever her agent is, that person has got some talent, and apparently pull in Hollywood. Let's take a short break. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. When we come back, we're going to talk about a most curious case, an unsolved murder that happened 50 years ago in New Orleans. There's a lot to say about it, and we'll say it in just a couple minutes. Stick around. Lip gloss. Posing, sitting down. Posing, posing in the distance. Posing, posing with my arm.